Amen, amen. Well, are you ready for the preaching of the word tonight? Amen. Are you really ready for the preaching of the word? Are you going to help the preacher tonight? Are you going to get with the preacher tonight? I've said it many, many times. God never intended for preaching to be a one-man show. This is not just about somebody telling us something. Nor is it about someone sharing with us some idea. But there is a very special, um, a very special thing that transpires when a man of God is preaching to the congregation under the anointing of the Holy Ghost. If the congregation will get under that anointing as well. Amen. It is imperative that we get under the same anointing the preacher gets under. It's important because God can then do something with the power of his word that cannot be done any other way. Amen. We heard about it this morning and talking about how great and awesome our God is and magnifying him. How God created these worlds. Amen. He created all that is just by the power of his word. He said, let there be and there was. And I'm going to tell you whatever is going on in your life as the word of God comes forth. Now there was something that happened. The Bible said the spirit of God moved upon the face of the water. While the word was going forth, so was the spirit. And if we can get a move of the Holy Ghost going while the preacher's preaching, I'm telling you, God can say, let it be to some situations that you're facing. Well, I'm not the preacher, but I'm starting to feel more like preaching right now. Hallelujah. Amen. God can say, amen, let there be. And I'm telling you, he can create the answer you're looking for. He can create the solution that you need. Amen. He can deal with your situation. He can still make the Red Sea stand up. He can still shield you from the flames of the fiery furnace. He can still shut the lion's mouth. If we'll get under the anointing that the preacher's under while he's preaching the word of God and not get the attitude that we're here to be entertained. Amen. That's not what preaching's all about. It's not about entertaining us. Amen. It's about us working together. Amen. Flowing together as a body and letting the word of God inoculate us against all the perils of this old world. Vaccinate us against everything the devil's trying to throw at us. This is why I've said, I'm sorry, Brother Hilton, I'm going to, I promise you, you can add an extra 10 minutes into your message because I'm taking the time tonight but 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 I, I'm, I'm here to tell you tonight amen there is something about the power of the word of God something about when God starts speaking amen this, this is why this is why when people start getting spiritually sick the first thing they want to do is stay away from church and that's the last thing they need I thought about it the other day. It's, it's like somebody being in the hospital on oxygen and saying, I'm going to take the oxygen off and then complaining. I'm struggling to breathe. I'm struggling to breathe. Well, if you'd have stayed where the oxygen was flowing, you wouldn't be struggling. 
Well, hallelujah. Amen. I'm telling you, I want the word of God to speak to my life tonight. I want the word of God to deal with some situations in my life tonight. Oh, hallelujah. Preacher, preach to me tonight. Preach to me tonight. I want the word of God to speak into my life. Praise God. Brother Hilton, we love you. Come take your liberty tonight. Praise God. Hallelujah. Let's give the Lord some praise tonight. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, 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 Lord. I praise your name, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Pastor could have just kept on going, and I certainly would not have been complaining here tonight. Amen. I love it when the man of God stands behind the pulpit with an anointing on him and speaks the word of the Lord. Amen. That's what we were just hearing just a few moments ago was the word of the Lord for somebody in this place tonight. Amen. If you could latch on to what God spoke to you just now. Amen. There's no telling what God can do for you in this service before you walk out of those double doors in the front. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I believe the Lord has something special in store for the church tonight. Amen. As a whole Amen. Each of us individually come to church, no doubt, with individual needs. Amen. And God is able to supply all our needs. Amen. According to his riches and glory. Amen. Whether they're physical, spiritual, emotional, whatever they are. Amen. The Lord can reach down into our situations. Amen. Amen. And something that seems so, so basic. Amen. As church service, if if you think of it that way. Or it's something that seems so simple. Amen. And, and people that you see so often and you become familiar with. Amen. That God could use those people, amen, to operate in your life. Amen. Amen. He has given us this treasure in earthen vessels. Amen. It's, it's a treasure. It's something that we should hold dear. Amen. Something that we should take and put it close to our hearts. Amen. And value and esteem. If God's calling it a treasure, amen, it's something of great and precious value. Amen. Hallelujah. If you have your Bibles, open them to Matthew chapter 16. We'll start with verse 13. Amen. I want to say what a privilege it is to be in the house of the Lord with each of you tonight. Amen. I'm so pleased, amen, to be in this service. I, over the past few services, we've already acknowledged in a, a couple of times that, that, um, the shift that's occurred in our services, and I'm just grateful, amen, to be attending a church where people are truly hungry, amen, for the Word of God, that are truly hungry for God to do something in your life, amen, you believe in this institution called the church, amen, hallelujah, we're going to talk a little bit about it here tonight, amen, brother and sister, butter, good to see you all tonight, amen, good to see everybody else, but especially good to see the butters this evening, Amen. And Brother Mike and, and all, all the above. I start naming names and then I get myself into big trouble. Yeah, so might as well just read a Bible verse. That's what I'm up here to do anyway. Matthew chapter 16, verse 13. Amen. Familiar passage of Scripture probably to us, amen, as home folk. Amen. Pastor Regan likes this passage of Scripture. Amen. When Jesus came into the coast of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, Whom do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? They said, Some say, Thou art John the Baptist, some Elias, and others Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. And Jesus said unto them, 
Whom say ye that I am? And Simon Peter answered and said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus answered and said to him, Blessed art thou, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood hath not revealed it unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. Amen. How many are glad for a revelation of who Jesus is? Amen. Not something that you dug up in a book somewhere, but it was a divine revelation that God imparted to you. Amen. In prayer. Amen. Maybe under the inspiration of the word of God as the man of God was laboring under the word of God. Amen. This is, this is something that God reveals to his precious people. Verse 18 goes, I say also unto thee that thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And I will give unto thee, Peter, I'm giving to you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatsoever thou shalt bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatsoever thou shalt loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Amen. If you will, could you lay down your Bibles, and let's just ask the Lord for his anointing. Amen. On my lips, on my tongue, amen, on, on your ears, on my ears. Amen. Let's unify tonight, church. Can we endeavor to hear the word of the Lord, if we will? Jesus, we need your grace. We need your anointing in this place. Lord, I praise your holy name. Hallelujah. We worship you, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on, if you believe the word of the Lord, why don't you clap your hands and thank him for it. Jesus, we trust you. We believe you. God, we want to obey your word. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, amen. You can be seated tonight. Amen. Trusting that the people of the Lord will help me in this service. Amen. I believe that God has something laid on my heart. Whoever, I, I know it's Brother Goff probably has selected the song list tonight. Thank you for being sensitive to the Holy Ghost. Brother Nelson this morning and delivering the word of the Lord. Amen. I appreciate your sensitivity to the Holy Ghost. And it wasn't that good this morning. It was rich. Amen. It was helpful for us to magnify the Lord, to understand how great our God truly is. Amen. Before I get started, I do want to say thank you, Pastor, for the confidence that you place in me and, and your prayers. Amen. I want to endeavor to do what the Lord has called me to do this night, tonight. Amen. Amen. In this passage of Scripture, amen, it's a familiar passage to oneness apostolics because we like to talk about, amen, the revelation of the oneness of God. Amen. We like to talk about the power, amen, that's associated with those who receive that revelation. When you recognize Amen. Who Jesus really is. Amen. You begin to understand, amen, how great he is. Amen. You start to understand his power. Amen. You start to understand, amen, what he can do in this world, what he's already done, as we heard about this morning, amen, through his 
mere spoken word, amen, formed the universes and, and put stars, amen, in, in, and, and planets. And, and, and we're so thankful to know who Jesus is because Jesus is that God that we spoke about this morning incarnate in human flesh, amen, dwelt among us, amen, born of a virgin, amen, inspired by the Holy Ghost, amen, to come on this earth, amen, and die and spill his blood for you and me. We talked about, amen, tonight in our songs and our worship, amen, the authority, amen, that comes, amen, as a result of the spent blood of Jesus, amen. We've got victory tonight because of the blood that Jesus spilt on Calvary. Amen. We have deliverance in this place tonight. We don't have to hang our head in shame and, and wonder and question ourselves. Amen. If we have applied the blood of Jesus in baptism in his holy name, amen, there's no reason for you to question, amen, what, amen, the, the authority that's, that's associated with that tonight. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. We can easily, amen, take Amen, this service. And I can easily, amen, take the rest of this service and talk about the power, amen, that's associated with the name of Jesus. For no other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. If you don't have, amen, the name of Jesus applied to your life, amen, you're not saved. You need the name of Jesus. You need to call on the name of Jesus in prayer until he meets with you in that moment of prayer and fills you with his spirit and gives you, amen, that divine unctioning, amen, and revelation that Peter had. Amen. In Matthew chapter 16. Hallelujah. And God can do it for you in this place tonight. He can fill you. Amen. With that divine spirit. Amen. That's what he designed you for. Amen. He gave us. Amen. Bodies and vessels so that he could fill and then use. Hallelujah. 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 I believe the Lord, amen, has something special in service in store for us in this service tonight. Amen. Church of the living God, please, amen, just stay under a burden, amen, for this service. I believe God wants to do something. Hallelujah. We know the scripture, Matthew 28, verse 18, all power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Verse 19, go ye therefore, because I have all the power. In heaven and in earth, I want you, amen, as the citizens of my kingdom, amen, as individuals, as those uh, those individuals that I have called out and into my church, amen, that I want you to go into all nations, teaching, baptizing, amen, in the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Ghost, Verse 20, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I've commanded you. And lo, I'm with you always, even to the end of the world. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 I feel the Holy Ghost here. I, I want to deliver what the Lord placed on my heart. Amen. I, I want somebody to get a revelation, understanding of who you are. Pastor, amen, on a number of occasions, he stumbles across this passage of Scripture. Not stumbles, but uh, delicately walks across, amen, this passage of Scripture. Matthew chapter 16, verse 18, amen, and on. Amen. Talking about the oneness of God. Talking about the power of the revelation of the oneness of God. Amen. Oftentimes, I mean, he stops and says, Amen. I'm thankful that we have a revelation of who he is. Amen. But some of us need to get a revelation of who we are. Amen. As a part of his kingdom, as a part of this church. Somebody say, I'm in the church. 
I'm in the church. Hallelujah. That's what Jesus was telling Peter. Thou art Peter. And upon this rock, amen, if you're preaching an apostolic doctrine, you're believing and living a holiness and separated life unto the Lord. Amen. You're a part of this church that I built. Amen. And I'm creating and I'm establishing for myself. Amen. A child of the living God. Amen. The promises that he gives to Peter in Matthew chapter 16. Amen. Also apply to you and me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm going to prove that to you tonight. Amen. I want you to understand, amen, that it is God's purpose, amen, for this church that he's established, amen, upon the rock, amen, an unmovable foundation, amen, something that is static, something that is constant, unchanging. Hallelujah. 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 It's the purpose of the church, amen, that's built on this rock, amen, to go into all nations, teaching them and baptizing them and teaching them and baptizing and teaching them and baptizing them. Amen. That's our purpose. That's our goal. That's our desire. Amen. As a church of the living God. Amen. And we're not just left out here on our own, but God's given us the power. Go ye therefore. Therefore, Brother Albertson, therefore. Why? I mean, why, why, why is he saying therefore? Pastor says that if you see the word therefore, you ought to question what is it therefore. And the reason the word therefore is in this passage of Scripture is because he said, I have all power. I have all the power in heaven and earth. There's nothing too large or too small, Brother Mike. Amen. That God is able to, he's able to meet the need. He's able to fix the situation. He's able to go all the way down to Africa and baptize hundreds of Trinitarian pastors. He's able, amen, to come into Olathe, Kansas and, and show us the truth and lead us into the gospel and show us what he wants us to be. I'm telling you that we're a part of the church that he's established, that he's created on a rock that's not moving, child of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm not sure when I've ever felt so much Holy Ghost. I'm just getting excited about what God's going to do in this place tonight. Amen. I believe that he's going to empower some young people. Amen. Some of you young people who are also a part of this church. Hallelujah. Somebody say, I'm in the church. I'm in the church. I'm not leaving. I'm in this. I'm on the rock. I'm on. I'm not moving. Amen. I'm going to stand unshakable, unmovable. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You have the power, child of God. You have the power. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Great commission. Luke chapter 24, verse 46 through 49. Said, and thus it is written, thus it behooved Christ. The suffering to rise from the dead the third day. Repentance and remission of sins should be preached in his name among all nations. Beginning at Jerusalem. Amen. Beginning at Jerusalem. Amen. Beginning at Jerusalem. And we'll look at that in just a moment. But we can't preach... Repentance, we can't preach remission of sins 
And we can't preach, amen, the infilling of the Holy Ghost, the promise of the Father, amen, unless we have a revelation of who Jesus is. Our message of repentance is void. Our message of baptism, amen, is empty, amen, if we're not talking about the name, amen, that can wash away all those sins. If we don't do it, and the only saving name that Acts 4 and 12 tells us, amen, it's totally worthless. It's totally useless. Amen. I want to tell somebody tonight that unless you've been baptized in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, amen, you're not a part of the church, but I'm so thankful that I've been buried in the name of the Lord. I'm so thankful. Amen. I'm not, I'm not up here trying to brag or, or I, I want, I don't want you to, amen, get that, that, that feeling that I have the kind of attitude. I want to let you know, amen, that this power, amen, this ability, amen, the, the desire for you to be a part of God's church, amen, is available to you. Hallelujah. 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 We just stop for a moment. Amen. Talk. Amen. This is not where I get on God. I'm just going to stop here and insert this. That repentance and remission of sins must be preached in his name. It's not just baptism in Jesus' name. Amen. But it's repentance in Jesus' name. It's repenting unto the God, the only one who's able, amen, to listen to and solve our needs. Hallelujah. Amen. Take all your time and spend it in the meditation. Amen. Uh, temples. Take all the time you want. Amen. Spend it in yoga. Amen. It's not going to get you. Amen. Where an altar of repentance will take you. Amen. You need to find a place on your face before the God that created you. Amen. Allow him to wash away and to forgive all of the things that you've already tried to wash away. All the things that you're trying to get away from. It requires the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. How many know that the name of Jesus is able to save? How many in this church have witnessed for themselves, amen, the baptizing power of Jesus? Who know that he can change you, Brother Robertson? He can rearrange your life, amen, everything that was out of structure and out of place all of a sudden just came together. I'm talking about, uh, amen, the power of Jesus. I'm talking about the power that's in the name. Somebody say, I'm in the church. Hallelujah. If you can't get it, I mean, you can be seated. I mean, if you're not catching on, that's the title tonight. I'm in the church. Hallelujah. Amen. Penance remission of sins should be preached in his name among all nations beginning at Jerusalem. Remember that place, Jerusalem. And ye are witnesses of these things, and behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you. Amen. But there ye, city of Jerusalem, to ye be endued with power from on high. How do we receive the power? How do we apply the power, amen, that's associated with Jesus? All power in heaven and earth, how will we apply that power? How do I get a hold of this? I mean, I've already talked to you about repentance. I've already talked to you about baptism in Jesus' name. But Acts 1 and 8 says, but ye shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And ye shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the uttermost part of 
the earth. You want to bear witness of the power. You want to be there when the power of God is in motion. You want to be, amen, close, amen, to the action, if you will. Amen. You've got to receive the Holy Ghost. Amen. Those that receive the gift of the Holy Ghost, amen, the promise of the Father, amen, are witnesses of these things. What things? What things? Whatever you need. And that's the answer. Amen. We read in the Gospels, and I don't have the time, amen, to go through all this. Amen. But what is the purpose of the miracles that Jesus performed while he was on earth? Was it to show how powerful he was to demonstrate, exercise the spiritual muscles, and, and boom, boom, look at me, look at what I could. It was not to do that. Amen. But if you read the story of Lazarus, amen, you'll see, amen, that next chapter after Lazarus, amen, is brought back to life. The, the multitudes, the Bible says, that believe on Jesus. I mean, the miracles are there. I don't have time to talk about the, but the power of God exists. Amen. For the people of God. Amen. To, to exercise them. And I'll talk about this in just a minute. But the power of God exists in apostolic church services like this. So that those that see and those that are watching and those that are close to it. Amen. Can bear witness for themselves. Amen. Of the power of God. And they could put confidence in the fact that God can meet my need. Whatever the problem. Amen. I don't have a situation. Child of God, you don't have a situation too big. You do not have a problem too deep. You don't have a situation that's been, on, been going on for too long. His arm is not short that it cannot reach. It is not slack. Hallelujah. I'm talking about the power Of God. I'm talking about the power of being in his church. I'm talking about power of the Holy Ghost. I'm talking about, amen, a New Testament church. Man, I think oftentimes Pentecostal churches, amen, shortchange themselves. Amen, they neglect, amen, the power and the fullness of what God wants to do, amen, in a service. Amen. We heard about it this morning. The magnificence of God. The greatness and power. The weakness isn't with him, Brother Goff. The weakness is right here. Standing in this blue, amen, uh, suit this morning, this evening. That's where the weakness exists. That's where the weakness is. But even among us who are weak and frail and broken, amen, and should be humble, amen, under the mighty hand of God, amen, he said, but ye shall receive power. I don't know what God has in store for this service tonight. Amen. But I believe that he can heal. I believe that he can deliver. I believe that he can fill somebody with the Holy Ghost. Young people, I believe that he's hearing and answering each one of your prayers. Why? Because I'm in the church. Because I'm a part of something so much greater, amen, than me. Amen, so much bigger than me. And he's concerned about my situation. 
My God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Beginning in Jerusalem. Well, let's take a look at what happened in Jerusalem. Acts chapter 2. Well, it's a little different for a Sunday night. Acts chapter 2. I've got to get there. I didn't put it in my notes. The Bible tells us in Acts chapter 2, verse 1, when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. Suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting. Somebody look around. We're all sitting. There appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire set upon each of them, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost, began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Reading on, and then later on in that chapter, we read the number of people who were filled with the Spirit that spoke in this heavenly language. Amen, which gave evidence of the power of God settling down in this area. Amen, and then we read in chapter 4, amen, where the apostles go and they perform a miracle. If I remember right, they healed a lame man. And um, in verse 20 of chapter 4, amen, is after a conversation between, amen, the apostles Amen. The, the disciples of Jesus, the ones who were in Jerusalem for the purpose of receiving the promise of the Father, receiving, amen, the Holy Ghost, as we just read in this short passage of Scripture. Amen. And they, they were discussing with the council of elders, and they told them that you should no longer preach in the name that you're preaching in, and you should stop doing what you're doing. There's, you're causing too much of a scene. I mean, you're, you're a little bit different than the way things are normally at a, at a church service, if you will. I mean, it, it, it's, this is a little bit out of character for you guys. You ought to stop being so weird. And listen to Peter's response in verse 20, verse, chapter 4. He says, for we cannot but speak the things which we have seen and heard. Jesus told them, go to Jerusalem, and there you're going to be a witness, amen, of the things that I want to do, amen, in my kingdom, in my church. Amen. Somebody say, I'm in the church. I mean, I'm in the church, and Jesus sent them, amen, to Jerusalem to join the church, amen, to become a part, amen, of this, this thing that he constructed, that he built on the rock, amen, of the revelation of who he is. And then Peter, amen, we start to see things happening, and the apostles start operating, amen, in the church. And in verse 20 of Acts chapter 4, amen, he responds to the council of elders and say, all I know is what I see. All I know is what I've heard. I mean, I'm just doing what I know. Amen. And child of God, I want you to understand, amen, that those that are outside questioning, amen, the things that are going on in here, amen, the only thing that you can speak about is the things that you have seen and heard. You're bearing witness, amen, of what God wants to do at the Truth Church in Olathe, Kansas. You're here in this place for the purpose of bearing witness. Hallelujah. 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 Jesus' name. And we can't speak. Amen. This, 
in another translation, amen, talks about, or it, uh, it reads something like, and I'm doing this from memory, so uh, I'll have to give you a point of reference later, amen, if you're wondering, you feel free to ask me, I can bring it up, but, but uh, the other translation reads something like, amen, we can't stop speaking. We can't stop speaking about the things that we have seen and heard. In other words, it's, it's happening so, it's so mind-boggling, it's so powerful, it's so real, it's so authentic, it's not fake, it's not put on, amen, this is not demonstration of, of, of talent and ability, I'm so thankful, amen, for those that are really trying, amen, trying to climb higher, amen, in the kingdom of God and do better for the kingdom of God and become, amen, their best for God, amen, but I want to tell you something, amen, and all of that, amen, is good, all of that is, is wonderful, amen, but what I'm interested in, amen, is the power of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When the sinner comes in off the street, amen, it can receive the Holy Ghost evidence by speaking in other tongues, just like I did at youth camp. Hallelujah. Amen. That, that they can come in off the street and, and if they have a, amen, a, a, a pastor, is it okay if I share the email about Brother Flowers? You forward an email. Okay. He sent an email to pastor, amen, earlier before service and was letting him know that I had fallen on my job, my duties, and uh, no, that wasn't the purpose for the email, but eh, but I had fallen on my duties, and I had not sent off some packages that he had ordered, and um, but in at the very beginning, this struck me, Pastor, very beginning of the email, before he got to business, before he talked about anything, he said, I just want to share a testimony with you. Man, we've been having church. We've been having good services. And, and he, I believe he said there was a, a young lady who came to service with a broken foot. And God healed her in that service. Amen. Then he went on and talked about his mother who also received a healing. And then they had started revival. And the very first night the revival began. Amen. The, a sinner came in and received the gift of the Holy Ghost. Child of God, it's not about our glory. It's not about the things that, but it is about his glory. And it's about what he wants to do in the city of Olathe. There's so many lost people. There's so many hungry people. Amen. Wondering if there's any real power. Hallelujah. And then we can't but speak, Brother Alberton, of the things that we've seen and heard. Amen. I don't know about you, but I've read the Bible. Amen. I've seen, amen, a few things. Amen. I've been to Heritage Youth Conference, young people, and I've witnessed a few things for myself. Amen. I've been to the Truth Church at Olathe, and I've witnessed for a few healings and miracles. And again, it's not for the glory of us. Amen. But we're in the church. And this is just the way the church operates. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Ride with me just for a little longer. Amen. Mark chapter 16, verse 15 through 18 says, And he said unto them, Go ye into all the world. This is Mark's rendition of the Great Commission. Preach the gospel to every creature. Amen. We better preach the gospel to every creature. Amen. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. He that believeth now shall be damned. Verse 17 says, These signs shall follow them that believe. In my name shall they cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents. And if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. 
can't speak, amen, of what, of, of anything but what I've seen and I've heard. Amen, I've read about it in the word of God. Amen, I believe, amen, that the power of God is real. Amen, and you can't argue with what I've seen and you can't argue with what I've heard. Oh, you think, really? I've never seen anything. Maybe some of you young people are thinking that. Maybe some of you older folks are thinking that. that I've never really witnessed those kinds of things that you're talking about. I've never, never experienced the power that you're talking about. The only thing I experience when I come to church is just a, just a good feeling, just worshiping, and I feel the power of God, and certainly was in this place tonight. Amen, that's what happens when you talk about, amen, the name of Jesus. That's what happens when you sing about, amen, the the name of Jesus. Let me tell you who Jesus is. He is the rock of all ages. He's a foundation for every lifestyle across every culture from the beginning of the world. Amen, that's who Jesus is. Amen. It was his word, amen, that spoke us into existence. That's who Jesus, let me tell you who Jesus is. Amen. But the spirit of the Lord comes into our service, amen, as a result of our worshiping, amen, and, our, and, and, and that's all we've experienced. Potentially. I'm not knocking anybody's personal experience. I'm just, I'm just giving an example here. But we read in Mark, Mark chapter 16, verse, these signs shall follow them. That believe my name shall cast out devils. My name shall they speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents, and if they drink any deadly things, shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. I've been praying for this situation for a long time, Brother Jared. I, I've been really seeking God for this situation, and nothing has happened. No change. Nothing. Let me remind you of something tonight. You are in the church. You are part of something, amen, that has power, infused with divine power. And these signs shall follow them that believe. Let me tell you the problem. Amen, amen. And, and Pastor, you just stop me where I go across the line here, or correct me afterwards and and then tell the church too. But, but these signs of all them that believe. Sometimes I think, I think, okay, I'm not saying this is the case. I just think. So that's my out here. We just don't have, I mean, we had it when we received the Holy Ghost. I mean, there's no doubt that God could fill me with the Holy Ghost. He washed away my sins. But all that's kind of abstract. When it, when it starts coming, amen, to Amen. And I, I, again, I don't want to negate anybody's personal experience that, that, you know, there are sins, amen, that are very real to people that weigh heavily on some, and they struggle with that for a long time, amen. But at some point, they finally get the victory over that one thing, and God fills it with the Holy Ghost because they believe. Yeah. Amen. And so in that moment of faith, God fills them with the Holy Ghost. He forgives them of their sin, washes them all clean, they're baptized in Jesus' name, and all of those, that's, that's almost, can I say this? It's almost easy. And receiving the Holy Ghost should not be hard. Amen. But when we come down, amen, and request prayer for a healing, let me tell you something. 
That's not at all about your glory, your situation. What it is is about his glory. And if we're going to give him glory for it, why wouldn't he be willing to heal us? If he's going to receive the honor and the praise as a result of this thing, amen, this malady, this mouth-porn cancerous lobe, amen, in your body, amen, whatever the situation is, amen, God wants the glory for it. Hallelujah. I wish I could preach this like I feel it tonight. Amen. The reason the church exists in the first place, the reason you have breath in your lungs, amen, is to give God the glory, amen, to give him honor and to praise him. And he said, I'm going to build my church. And the gates of hell shall not prevail. Amen. I'm here to tell you tonight that if it's a natural problem, if it's a natural disease, if it's a natural situation, amen, God can heal it. But even if it's a demonic thing, amen, it's sent from hell, from the pit of hell, amen, God is able, amen, to fix that situation. My God. These signs shall follow you. These signs shall follow them. That belief. Hallelujah. It's when we receive revelation of who Jesus is, of how who he is applies to our life. Amen. That we begin to have faith and begin to believe. Amen. You'll witness the glory. And the power of God. You will witness for yourself, amen, the anointing, amen, the, the, the healing power, the divine delivering power of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Can I say this without getting too much uh, flack? Amen. That some of us have a revelation of who Jesus is. Let me try to say this delicately. Have a revelation of who he is. Mighty God in Christ came to earth, built, died on the cross, spilled his blood for you and me. But that's where our revelation ends. But I want you to understand that sitting in these pews are individual situations that God has been longing, amen, and desiring. I feel the Holy Ghost in what I'm saying. It has nothing to do with Jared. I want you to understand, I'm interested in giving God the glory. Amen. But God has been longing. Say, I I went to earth. Amen. I died on the cross. I spilled my my life blood for you. Why do you think I wouldn't be willing to answer a simple prayer? Why, why don't you think that I have the power? I, I, healed, I healed so many. I brought so many back to life. I've done so much for mankind when I was here on earth. My death, I mean, his death alone, it was one sacrifice. Amen, for all sins. Amen, that reconciled us to him, to God. It was one sacrifice. Hallelujah. Child of God, you are in the church. Not just a church. Not just, not just some church. But the church that is built on the rock that Jesus founded the church on. 
when you receive the revelation, the divine revelation that Peter received in Matthew chapter 16, it goes beyond just then just thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. That's important. That is fundamental. That's crucial for us to gain the complete revelation. But if we can get a revelation of why he's the Christ, the Son of the living God. Thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And I will give unto thee the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And whatsoever thou shalt bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. And whatsoever thou shalt loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. It's power. I'm telling you, there's power. There's power in the church. Amen. There's power in this service tonight. Hallelujah. Amen. Consider for a moment um, the statement that God made to, to Abram. In Genesis chapter 12, verse 1, Now the Lord had said unto Abraham, Get thee out of thy country from the kindred, from thy father's house, unto a land that I will show thee. Abraham was a part of the original church. Amen. Before the word church existed in the New Testament, amen, it existed long before that, right? Before Jesus used that term, ecclesia, in the Greek, that the church, I'll build my I'll build my church. Church, that word ecclesia, is a compound Greek word. It means, it comes from kaleo, which means called, and ek, which is out. So the church is those who are called out. All right, keep that in mind when we read the scripture again. Genesis 12 and 1. Now the Lord had said unto Abram, get thee out of thy country and from thy kindred, and from thy father's house, unto a land that I will show thee. I want you out, and I'm, ca I'm calling you out, Abraham. And uh, we can talk about 1 Peter 2 and 9, where he says, that you're a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, and a holy nation, a peculiar people. That word peculiar is unto. It's a preposition. That shocked me. I didn't know that. But the word that was described, that translated as peculiar, is unto. So not only are we called out, but we are called unto. I mean, that sounds like the message of holiness to me. Amen. We're called out of this world and unto God. Amen. And so God called Abram. Amen. Who was a man in Ur of the Chaldees, called him out of the country of Ur and into a land that I will show thee. And uh, I... And uh, Genesis chapter 12, verse 1, verse, uh, verse 2, I'm sorry. And I will make thee a great nation, and I will bless thee, and make thy name great. And thou shalt be a blessing, and I will bless them that bless thee, and curse him that curseth thee. And in thee shall all the families of the earth be blessed. What a promise. God called him out. And if you're in disagreement with me that Abraham was part of the church, read Acts chapter 7 verse 38, Acts 7 verse 38, Stephen talks about the church in the wilderness, but so Abraham was a part of the Old Testament church, if you will, and Abraham was the first convert into the Old Testament church, who was called out of his country, 
into a land that I would show you. And then when Abraham responded to the calling of God, as, as we all have, God gave him a promise that I will make thee a great nation. I will bless thee, and I will make thy name great, and, shall, uh, and thou shalt be a blessing. And I will bless them that bless thee, and curse him that curseth thee. And in thee shall all families of the earth be blessed. This is, again, exposing, I mean, the purpose of the church that God had designed. I mean, when God called Abraham out of Ur of the Chaldees, he wasn't interested in just moving somebody. He wasn't interested in giving uh, Abraham, I mean, this massive uh, I mean, quantity of land so that he could, he could have a wonderful, but, but as a result of God's plan and purpose, I mean, these things happened. And God used Abram to be a blessing, I mean, to all the families of the earth. And I want you to understand that as a part of the church. Somebody say, I'm in the church. As a part of this church. You are to be a blessing to those in the city of Olathe. All the families of the earth. As a part of the church, amen, he said, I'm going to make your name great. I'm going to do, and these things are prerequisites in order for you to become a blessing. Amen, people don't care, amen, about a blessing from somebody. But it's not about you, Abraham. It is not about the fact that I'm going to make your name great. But the, the purpose and the objective of making your name great is so that you can become a blessing to all the families in the earth. And child of God, if you've been baptized in the name of Jesus, amen, if you've been adopted into this family, Amen. You ought to realize your responsibility of not just holding this message to yourself. Amen. But going outside of this country into a land that he will show you. Amen. Being a part of the church means that you're out of your comfort zone. Being a part of the church means that you're taking a leap of faith. Without faith, it's impossible to please him. But they that come to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. If you want to be a part of this church, you've got to take a step of faith just like Abraham did. I'm leaving everything I'm familiar with. I'm leaving daddy. I'm leaving mama. I'm leaving brother. I'm leaving sister. And guess what, child of God? Amen. When you do make that step of faith, when you take the leap of faith, amen, out of your country, amen, out of the land, amen, that you grew up in, out of the place of home, amen, amen, that's what the word, amen, church means. It means that, that those that are called out, amen, to assemble for a purpose, specifically or particularly out of, out of their homes, amen, the word is used in the Septuagint to describe the congregation of Israel when they assembled, amen, at the top or the assembly of the council of elders when they came together almost particularly for spiritual purposes. Amen. When they came together, I mean, that's what the church is about. And when you keep continually and consistently, I mean, breaking out of the mold and continually and consistently, I mean, taking a step of faith, there's no telling. My God. There's power associated with that. When you're willing to take a step, amen, of faith, amen, not by your might and not by your power. 
that brother brother Alberton it's in that gray area of confusion and doubt and concern and, and worry when you don't have it all under control that God can work that God can show forth his power Amen. his anointing his glory that's where he receives the glory that's where he receives the honor Amen, I'm getting ready to close. Amen. I, I don't know about you, child of God. But I'm not interested in just staying, amen, where I've been, amen, for the past two or three years. Amen. But I'm on a mission. God has called me out, amen, of this place that I've been in for so long. I'm not, I'm tired. I said I'm tired. There's something stirring on the inside of Jared Hilton that says, I want to go further. I want to go to a land I've never even heard about. I mean, I can only speak of the things that I've seen and heard. And I've, I've not seen some things that I want to talk about. I want to see and hear about those things. Oh, 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 God. I don't know about you, but I'm not satisfied. Take me a step further, God. Just one more step. Child of God, you're called out. Somebody say, I'm in the church. That means you're not comfortable. That means you're not, you're not, you're not satisfied. That means that you're hungry for something more. I'm in the church. Hallelujah. Musicians, if you could come. Hallelujah. Uh, 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 oh. Whatever. Whatever you need. Whatever you need in this service tonight. Whatever you need. You're among the church. I didn't get to it. I've got way more notes, but I feel the Holy Ghost. But he gave us gifts, Sister Goff. The gifts of the Spirit. Those are a result. Those are not given to the ministry. Those are given to the church. The gifts of the Spirit. A word of wisdom. A word of knowledge. Amen. The gift of prophecy. Amen. The word. Amen. Uh, the, the gift of healing. The gift of faith. Uh, amen. Child of God, you're a part of the church. Don't cut yourself short. Don't cut yourself short. I said, don't cut yourself short. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. My God, I want to, I want to, I don't want to derail what's going on right now, but I just felt directed to, to read this passage, Genesis 14, 13 through 16. There came one that had escaped. Before I do this, last song that we sang, somebody remind me, what was it? Taking it back, but the devil doesn't show for me. Amen. The, I'm taking it back. You don't have to play that. I'm just, just, I'm taking it back, but the devil has stole from me. You know what amazes me? Is you're, you're not able to take it back unless God gave, God gave you the power, God gave you the direction to go get it back. But what amazes me about that is when God does approve, amen, you taking it back, what the devil has stolen from you, usually... When you get it back, there's more. 
Usually when you get it back, you have more than what you started with, than what the devil stole in the first place. Genesis chapter 14, just two chapters after the calling of Abraham, the Bible tells us, verse 12, that's say 14, I meant Genesis 14, verse 12, they took Lot, Abram's brother, who dwelt in Sodom and his goods and departed. And the kings of Sodom, kings of Gomorrah, the three other kings, I can't remember their, where they were from. I could give it, but I don't feel like taking the time to do that. But these men saw Lot. He was vulnerable. Lot was out there exposed to the enemy. And the enemy came in and stole him. Took him away. And Lot had no control over it. But let me tell you what happened. And then verse 13 says, There came one that had escaped and told Abram, the Hebrew, for he dwelt in the plain of Mamre, the Amorite, brother of Eschol, and the brother of Aner. And, and these were confederate with Abram. And when Abram heard that his brother was taken captive, he armed his trained servants, born in his own house. Amen. Those of us that were born, amen, in the house of God, amen, born in his own house, 318, and pursued them unto Dan. And he divided himself against them, he and his servants, by night, and smote them, and pursued them unto Hobah, which is on the left hand of Damascus. And he brought back all the goods, and also brought again his brother Lot, and his goods, and the women also, and the people. Amen. And Abraham recovered everything that was stolen. I mean, I want you to understand, child of God, the gates of hell cannot prevail against the church. You look around right now, and we can think of names and individuals who the devil has come in and just took them. We don't even know how to do it. I'm telling you, I've been praying. I've been seeking God. And what do I do? How do I say it? What are the words? What can I? And, and, and let me tell you something. The only thing we can do is just go after them. Amen. In faith. Go after them in prayer and let God do the work. You know why? Because he stole a brother out of the church. And God is just as concerned, Brother Nelson, about that person who's stolen from his church as we are. He's just as concerned as you and me. He's just as interested, amen, in seeing their salvation. He's the one that bled and died for. He's the one that gave the sacrifice for them. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Don't cut yourself short, child of God. I mean, don't, don't count them out yet. I mean, you just keep praying. I mean, you keep fasting. I mean, you're in the church. Somebody say, I'm in the church. I'm in the church. I mean, if we could come around to the front tonight. Come on, we have the power of the Holy Ghost. We have divine power. We have anointing. We have the grace of God. I mean, that, that makes a difference. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, I'm going to give you the keys of the kingdom. I want you to be the blessing. I want you to be a blessing to others. I want you to be a part of the church. Amen. I believe that there are some Christians shortchanging themselves. Amen. But what we have available are the same tools that the apostles had. 
are the same functions of the church that the apostles have. In this service tonight, amen, God cannot step into this place, amen, give us tongues and interpretation. And I'm not saying that's what has to happen, but I want you to understand, amen, that God has no limit. The only limiting factor is our weakness in our flesh. Let's let God be God and let's be the church. Hallelujah, let's worship the Lord. Come on, somebody. Put your faith in Him. Come on, take the step of faith. Come on, it means getting out of your comfort zone. It means taking a leap of faith. Yeah, 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 sing, sing, sing. Hallelujah. Talking about the church. Yeah, I'm talking about the church in the book of Revelation.